Want to bring the A7FL to your town? Well, you're in luck. Between now and October 1st, we are still taking applications to buy a division in the American Sevens Football League. Join Columbus for our 2023 season now. For more information on it, go to a7fl.com slash owners. That's a7fl.com slash owners. Get your piece of the future of football and bring us to your town. This edition of the A7FL 3-on-1 podcast is dedicated to the memory of Coach Donnie Bunak. Welcome to the A7FL 3-on-1 podcast, everybody. I am your host, Matt Ryan. I'm joined, as always, by Big Rob Fabian and Corey Hammond. And we start this podcast with somber news. You heard it at the top of the show. Uh, This episode is in remembrance of Donnie Bunak, the coach of the Las Vegas Insomniacs, who we lost over the weekend. Uh, Just suddenly, uh, he had health problems uh, that's been put out there by Derek Duncan and members of the Bunak family. Uh, Passed away very young didn't get to 50 and it's it's a tragedy and it's horrible that we've lost one of our own uh i know that we've lost players and staff in the past here in the league and it hits hard because despite all the shit talk despite all the back and forth and the rivalries in this league it is really a fraternity it is a collection of people who are building the sport and passionate about this game and care about everyone in it even if there's a rivalry it's still a thing we're all building together and when you go to war with somebody on that field and I can't can only speak from the everything but the field aspects you have that respect there you have that rapport you have that connection that only you that person and everyone who's played in this league has. And I want to bring uh, Rob and Corey in. Guys, uh, it sucks because Coach Bunak was one of the best guys on the Vegas side, the shit talk, and his voice was so distinct. His personality was so distinct. And he was loading up to, to create a winner out there in Vegas. Yeah, and like you said, Matt, you know, obviously this is a hard time for not only the people that knew Don, uh, Coach Coach uh, Bunak closely, as we'll get to in a little bit, but even even a, a guy like me. And, you know, everybody knows me from this podcast is the one that's probably starting all the, you know, the trash talk. And, you know, I actually mentioned the Insomniacs because to be to be fair, they've done some really interesting things led by their coach. Uh, Donnie Bunak, who obviously we're uh, dedicating this episode today, but it just goes to show you that I I never even spoke with him in person, but such a such a huge impact he had on not only the the league, but I would say the greater world of football in general. Um, the the local area of of Nevada is, is obviously been touched by him, and one of my favorite things to hear people talk about is is when he was. In the moment of the game, it was all football. But as soon as the, the whistle blew, he would invite the opposing team, the visiting team, uh, you know, 
players from his team, players from other teams just over. And he always wanted to share a meal. And, um, you know, he's the kind of person that makes this sport something that I've, you know, felt comfortable devoting my life to and, and entrusting, you know, my three sons, uh, you know, into this, this fraternity of football, this, this culture of football. And it's guys like uh, coach Bunak who, who really make it something that, you know, it has never been a thing that I even thought to regret because the type of people, you know, that, that make this sport great are basically embodied by, you know, uh, a great man, uh, a great coach. And unfortunately somebody that, you know, it, it, we, we lost too soon. And I got to agree with you, Matt. I mean, it's never easy losing a brother. It's never easy losing a fraternity brother, a teammate, a coach. It's just never easy. My condolences go out to Vegas and the families that are all affected by his passing. And you were right. He was he was one of my favorite people. Once I finally heard him, like, chirping, he was one of my favorite people to hear, you know, go back and forth about, you know, what Vegas was doing versus everybody else. He was, he was part of that. And, again, there was never any hatred. It's, it's really all love. This is just what we do in our collective. But hearing, you know, about his passing, it's definitely going to impact Vegas. I, I do hope we can, you know, the guys in Vegas could actually dedicate the season to him. I, I would love if we had moment of si moments of silence for him before games, you know, um, because, again, it's never easy ever losing someone in any way, shape, or form. So, you know, with that being said, uh, you know, again, condolences to the insomniacs, to Vegas, to anybody who knew him personally, and to his family, because he, he is gone too soon, and that's very unfortunate. And, you know, I mean, I mean, it's just tough talking about this kind of stuff because this – it happens all the time. Like, death happens, but it doesn't get any easier to talk about. about. So, again, guys – um. Sorry for your loss. Um, we're going to keep his spirit alive, though. I promise you that. Most certainly. And I, I can't uh, imagine that Coach Donnie would want it any other way. Uh, didn't really get a chance to interact with him all that much, but loved hearing his opinion, loved the spirit and passion he had for the game. And, and because of him, Derek Duncan got back in the football and now is working with us uh, in the A7FL Nevada division. And we have a player who was coached by Coach Donnie. We have two guests with us this week on the show. The first one is Dominic Lane, who is bringing the O-Town Orange back to the A7FL Florida Division in 2023. But we also have Devin Gray, uh, who played with Coach Donnie in semi-pro? Yeah, um, in Las Vegas. So what was that like? How was it like playing with Coach Donnie? And you might have actually played with Derek Duncan, too, during that period of time. So, um, yeah, we were a, a semi-pro semi professional uh, team. We were actually getting paid to play. And uh, we were practicing one day. And out of nowhere, you seen this guy being pushed to the field in a wheelchair. We're like, what's going on? And... Coach brought us all over. He was like, all right, guys, we're gonna, this is our new coach right here. And from that day, he just sparked everybody. He didn't hold any bars back. Uh, to give you a, a picture of what he was like, he was like, uh, you remember Dodgeball, the movie? The guy, the trainer that they yep. had? He was. He had that personality. All right, guys, you got to give it to you. You got it. 
Like he had us going and everybody respected him. And um, one time I, I had a uh, fellow hardship and I had no, no one else to call. And uh, I had seen coach, I had seen him uh, when I was walking the streets of Vegas. He was like, what you doing out here, man? I was like, man, I'm out here trying to get it. He was like, man, just come by the house. So I came by the house later that evening. He was like, what's really going on, you know? So I told him that I had, you know, lost everything and I just needed a stepping stool. And he welcomed me to stay in his house until I got on my feet. And luckily it was only, a, it took me a week, but that that meant a lot to me. And I wasn't the only person he'd done that for. He'd done it for a lot of people on our team. Everybody was, everybody looked at him as a father figure. Even teams from other divisions, other leagues, they knew Coach Donnie. And I never knew how so many people knew him. But then I think like, man, that was a great guy. He was a great guy. And to, to give you an impact of how he was, I am in Tampa, Florida, and I still heard about Coach Donnie all the way in Las Vegas. And I only knew him in semi-pro football. And it's a whole different league. And his name is still being rung around the world. That's magnificent. And I, I, I don't know if I'll ever meet anybody else like that. It is uh, really sad to say, but this episode is dedicated to the coach, uh, Donnie Bunak, who passed away this past weekend. But that's an incredible story, and that kind of just goes to show how how we take care of each other in football or how we try to. And that, you know, that's the best example of a person, in my opinion, someone who's willing to give you a place to sleep, a place to eat, and a place to get better and we can all just strive to be as good of a human as Donnie Bunak. We'd all be doing a little bit better in the world. Uh, now to veer directly headlong into the bullshit Tom fuckery we do here on the show. Uh, great to be back on the podcast this week. Uh, let's talk about Florida. Last week we had the entire state of Maryland completely be ripped to shreds and rebuilt in our conversation with OG Buck, who, uh, did we get any feedback, Robin Corey, about the yes, idea of yes, OG yes, Buck yes. claiming? Because <laughs> I, I just to give everybody a little bit of background, to give a little bit of background after the show, we were we usually have like a quick five minute post game conversation. We were on for an hour trying to make sense of that entire conversation and just the the brass balls that OG Buck displayed in just calling everyone out. Rob, what did you hear? Um, you know what's crazy? You know what's odd? No one really was upset about anything that Buck said. I, I, a few people want to kill Corey, though. <laughs> <laughs> when is that not the case? I don't know. It's like it's like everything Corey tried to say to Buck. And again, in context, I understood everything Corey was getting at. I understood it, but I'm just guessing a few people it didn't read well, and a few people were just like, "Yeah, someday soon, I'm gonna come on that show and give Corey a piece of my mind." And it wasn't even guys from Baltimore. It was guys from Jersey. <laughs> They're looking for your head, Corey. Well, all I saw was one Facebook post from my guy Corey Price. So that's all I'll say. So if you want to, what, if what you want to scroll Facebook say? long enough, 
You don't remember seeing that? So, Buck's my guy, and I told him multiple times during the show, after the show, and we'll talk after. Um, but it was interesting, the conversation we had. Devon, we could even kind of segue into the Florida division because you're in a similar position as Buck if we kind of want to just, you know, move on from, you know, what what some of these other friends of our show might have to say about me. And I'll, I'll, I'll try, as I always do, my friends, not to be an asshole today, especially in honor of Coach Bunak, excuse me. Um, but Devon, you actually are in – in a lot of ways, either the, the first face of the Florida division or a competing, you know, guy for, you know, premier player in the Florida division. In the inaugural season, you led your A-team as the MVP of, you know, the offensive MVP of the regular season and uh, the quarterback of your team winning the division, getting a chance to play the U. We are talking about Coach Donnie and the Insomniacs. You know Rashad Davis uh, relatively well. Maybe we'll get to him later, but maybe not. Um, but that was 2021. Devon, in 2022, you told me some personal things um, that affected the season. But what happened in front of, you know, maybe underneath your feet is that Let another team. Air, air everything out. I don't have any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go, you go. I talk enough. Uh, I've talked enough last week, I think, for for a couple of episodes. So, Devon, you go ahead, man. Tell us, tell us what happened in twenty twenty two for yourself, the A team, and the Florida division as a whole. Oh wow. Okay. So, in twenty twenty two, approximately six months before the season, I made a personal decision to turn myself in so that I could start my business, get a Florida license and everything like that. So in that time, I, I gained a, a tremendous amount of weight. I was up to 220 pounds and coming out two weeks before the season started, may, maybe a month before the season started. I couldn't shake the weight and I went into the season unhealthy, out of shape, without a game plan, new receivers, new personnel, and different different motives on everybody's mind. So that's what I was given to go into the uh, 22 season with. Well, that weight that weight's terrible for football. But let me just say this and be I'm totally being shameful here. But tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch. <laughs> In memory of that situation, maybe you get yourself a thick boy season shirt. But go on, I don't want to make a joke out of it. All right. Um, so um the the 2022 season, the Tampa 18 was a one and four. I've done all my homework. We had 128 points for us and 159 points against us. That that being said, there was only one game where we only scored one touchdown, and that was the game that we won. <laughs> the other games, we scored 26, 30. 40 and 25 we still managed to lose all of those games but if you ask anybody on my team that left my team it was my fault if you ask me I would say 26 to 27 a last play touchdown lost the game 30 to 52 
three back-to-back-to-back touchdowns at the half. After halftime, we lost the game. 40-42, to another last-minute touchdown scored by the Ghosts. We lost the game. And in the championship, 25-32, to we lost again due to the defense. So with that being said, we don't have a problem putting up points. We have a problem stopping people from scoring points. We lost our running back, linemen, all our receivers because of this, because of a motive that one person has to take over the team and remove me from quarterback. But I won't let that happen. And that trash can leave. We are rebuilding. We restocked. We got a new coach now. And our coach is very well known in the league, Coach Makai. And he has a mission to get us back to where we started. So that's that's a lot of information there. So guys, let's let's just break that down just real quick. To to follow, it sounds like A, you guys were competitive in every game. And the one that you did win was the only game that it wasn't even, you know, close to a shootout, which means that it sounded like even though you had every reason and a legitimate, excuse me, a, a legitimate reason, not like, you know, some fake reason, like, you know, you, you, you give, you know, you, you're, you're responsible or around when a, when a child's born. Rob's groaning. <laughs> oh. There it is. There it is. There it is. Um, but, but it seems like even though you had a legitimate, legitimate reason to maybe you know you you personally took a step back Devon sounds like you you guys were still able to do the thing um Rob I think that kind of solidifies one of the points that we were hovering around the last couple of weeks is, is that that the Florida division regardless of the people leaving or coming or whatever the Florida division seems to know what they're doing and have a lot of great talent down there and it, it, it seems like they're getting closer and closer to put it together am I right Devon well, the thing is, with Florida and versus the other states, we're kind of unique because we have Orlando and we have Tampa, but we have guys that are in between, so they get to choose where they go, and if they only get to choose four teams versus to New Jersey or Maryland where they have more more choices and more people that know about the league, so last year the league was flooded with flag players and semi-pro players where the first league, it was only people who tried out for the combine who only knew about the league. So I'm sorry. So, um, so you, so you guys are, you guys, the, the, the word out there is spreading and you're getting more of the talent. Um, obviously you're still one of the marquee guys down there. But let's not glaze over what you what you started with before. If you want to get into a little bit more specifics, we love uh, we love spilling a little bit of tea. You mentioned somebody's trying to take over your squad, and you're not going to let them. Are you willing to you know go into a little bit more detail on on who, what, and how that's that's going on? Oh uh, well, there's a thing. Um, we had a player last year, uh, Keelan Keelan Holland or Hodges, I don't, I guess that's how you say his name. Um, we were one of these games, one of the games that we lost by two points, 42 to 40. We were actually going down to score. We were actually going down to score that final drive. And he walked off 
and was taunting me for making mistakes against the other team while we were on our final drive. And we managed to score, and we needed a two-point conversion. And the play, it just didn't develop like it was supposed to, and we lost by two points. Um, from that, he uh, began to ridicule my playing, uh, and that was a cancerous behavior because that he um, he did recruit a lot of our specialty players, our receivers. A running back was one of his best friends. Um, defensive players who were standing out was uh, some of his friends. So when he decided to leave the team, all of those guys left with him. Um, and, and that's okay because those guys didn't produce anything. Uh, the running back is the only one that we're going to miss, but we have horses here now. We have guys that are hungry and ready to do more than what he did. So I'm not lost for players. I'm just um, – I'm kind of indecisive because in order for Florida to win a championship – it's going to take more than one Florida team to do it because one Florida team doesn't have everything that it needs. As for example, last season, uh, the night crawlers, they went far and everybody thought they were going to do it, but they were missing a, a clock management type of person. They didn't have that. They had a, a shootout type of person at, that was calling the shots. And I feel like if it was more of a decision-making amongst a lot of guys instead of the head, the game could have went differently by running the ball and running the clock out versus throwing the ball in the interception. I mean, not taking anything from that guy, that's how he plays. I mean, you win and you lose like that. But yeah. I feel like if it was more of a, a, a family thing, it would have went differently for the long run, not to prove a point right then. So well, I think um, I think it's been it's been well documented on this show that, you know, if the Nightcrawlers just tried to win, they probably would. Right. Um, and it sounds also like uh, Devon, because Rob, you know, my over under for Rob Groning tonight is seven. Um, I'm already a it, six. Uh, you, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Get ready to go over. Uh, it sounds like you had some, you, you, you know, even though. And you're the quarterback of the A-team, right? Right, Devon, just so we're clear with the viewers. I know, uh, you yeah. know, the listeners, I mean, I know that you're the quarterback. Yeah, so so you're the quarterback. Now, it seems like you had a, a lot of adversity last year. Can I ask you a question that might make Rob groan? Yeah. In the fourth quarter of a deciding game, would you ever put your backup in? Why would I have to would be the question? That's a great question. So moving on, I saw yeah, Dom. I saw move Dom Lane. Move real fast, man. You know me, Rob. I'm down to two o three. I'm moving quicker than I ever did. <laughs> you know, you, you, we got to we got to shed that weight, Devon. You know, 2023 is is a new me, new you. Let's go. Right um, now, I'm 170, and I've go. been playing uh, flag football every weekend. All right, I'll never get there. But uh, I'm I'm also I'm also just a tiny I'm not gonna go there, but I'm a, just a tiny bit of a different uh bracket when you look at the doctors and, and you know what I'm talking about, Devon. I'm not gonna go there. But uh when when Devon was talking, he was talking about two teams 
in the Florida division are going to, are going to be the next step for the Florida division to help, you know, take that next step. And then I saw uh, Dom Lane over here. I saw the mute button come off. So it, it just so <laughs> happens we have, it just so happens we have two Florida guests tonight. And I want to, I want to, I want to hear a little bit from uh, Dom just so we can keep going back and forth. Mentioning bringing in teams, Dom, let us know what you got going on down there in Orlando. Now, before I really get into that, let me speak on this because this is something I want people listening to know, especially they just learning about our league. Devon talking about his situation should have brought up a great point that this ain't the kind of league where you just going to jump in, even with his skill set, being a marquee player, being one of the top players on his team. He still couldn't come in just in any old kind of shape and then dominate. Exactly. That was so, my that was my thought, but that wasn't the reality. You know, so my whole point is is that people listening in understand it's real athletes. You know, this is a real league. This is nothing that you're just gonna walk in off the couch, you know, been drinking and not really doing no exercising and working out and getting yourself in shape, and you're just gonna come in and just start scoring touchdowns or making a bunch of plays. It's not gonna happen. So that's just one thing I definitely wanted to, you know, speak on that one for all the listeners. But, you know, what, what Devon was saying, I agree with a thousand percent. You know, it's going to take two teams. You know, that the Florida division is going to go as far as the talent continues to go. And as far as, you know, just like in Jersey and places where, you know, they pretty much got that foundation, the more that we get experience with it, the more we're going to turn things up. I mean, you, you're going to see, like you said, you got – all these small places between Tampa and Orlando, they're going to funnel into four teams. And this is football heaven out here. So this is this is what we should be working for to see is Florida up there always. Yes, sir. What kind I'm of – I'm on record saying that I still think Florida as an entire division is at least, at the very least, two seasons out from actually – being a viable threat to who I consider the number one team in the league is right now. Can I ask you a question, Rob? Can I ask you a question, Rob? Is that, be- is that because of knowledge of the rules or lack of athleticism and skill? Good question. Very good question. Oh, no, come on, come on. No, I don't think that's a good question because I'm talking about Florida. You guys live and breathe football. We're not, I, I never doubt your athletic abilities, the speed that we saw. We only, we only had one representative from Florida come out, right? And in that one game that we saw in primetime, we have yet to stop talking about that game, and they lost. And we still have a debate whether they're the third or fourth best team in the league. Not even in Florida. We're, we're giving them that. But in the league, we're saying that these guys can comp- – from what we saw, these guys can compete and threaten one, two, three, and four, right? So right. I don't think the athleticism – your speed, your strength, your football knowledge is in question. But because a guy like me who's been at in this league for a very, very long time, before this league was even called A7, we was glass and grass when we was playing on that. Right. I also understand that there's an understanding about the league that I think Florida doesn't have yet. But right. with the fact that Devin came out here um, a year ago in 2021, Face the ass, man. He felt that. Now you got another. Now you got another guy. He came out here, lost a rare breed. He felt that. You guys have top tier players that have come here and lost. It's not going to take four seasons for you guys to figure it out. I think 
Next season is still going to be a, a little bit of a show me season. The season after that, I think you guys are going to make a legitimate threat and probably lose to BRC. The following season, I think you guys get it. You'll get it at that point and actually be able to really compete where people are questioning if you can beat. And I'm only using BIC because they're number one right now. They're going to be questioning if you can actually beat a team like BIC. You get where I'm getting at? And you're talking about one team on one team or Florida versus where you where, wherever. I'm saying, I'm saying Florida. I'm saying Florida. I don't. I don't want to put it all on the Nightcrawlers. I don't want to put it on the Ghost. I don't want to put it on the A team. I'm saying Florida in general, because when Baltimore won, we weren't ready for it. Because like you said, like like Devin said, you can't jump off the couch and think you got it. It was 2018. New Jersey been running the table. PA disappeared. We weren't worried about anybody, so we thought it was sweet. Baltimore came in hungry. They were working out. They've been watching tape. They they played and lost against us four years straight. That fifth year, they weren't having it, and it was a Baltimore versus Baltimore championship, and they literally beat everyone they needed to beat to get there. So, in my opinion, based off of history, I think the countdown starts – the countdown started as soon as Mark Bagway lost that game, and I think but, everyone is on the clock right now. And but what we're what we're what we're wondering, I think, in the interim, while we wait to see what the result is, guys, and this kind of goes more to uh, Dom and and Devon. It, it, and I like what you said. As soon as you got on the podcast, Devon, you said I did my homework, right? And I think that's that's the that's what we're looking for from the Florida division because. A couple of weeks ago, we had on Mark Cooper from the that formerly from the Ghost that's going to be joining the Insomniacs, and we talked about it in the beginning of this this broadcast what uh what Donnie Bunak was able to do for his team, and you know they're going to have to continue his legacy, but you know he 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 basically took guys in the A seven FL for the first time from one coast brought them to another, but what Mark Cooper was saying is is that that's Florida ball for you when I asked about the Nightcrawler situation, um now you guys from Florida can fill it in what, you know, what the actual rest of the, the guys left in the division think. But what we saw from the night crawlers is, is that the talent level is obviously there. It's just, did they take that game seriously enough to be a, a veteran and tough opponent in the rare breed? And the answer probably is no, because if they did, they would have won. But you said it, Devon, as soon as you realize that after this season, it wasn't going to work out the way that you thought it might. And by the way, congratulations on, you know, getting, you know, taking the hard steps to get into the right spot in life, which is also important. Oh yeah. Congratulations on that. Definitely. Appreciate but also, it. but also let's get back to football. You'd back down to 170 and you're in, you're in the film room, looking at the stats, looking at all the information, you know, you did your homework. It, it, what do, what can we expect from the Florida division? next year or, or, and and maybe even you know maybe even from the Tampa Nightcrawlers if you want to see if is that something that you see those guys doing specifically is that something that Florida in general is going to do well, or could we could we be surprised who the champs out of this division are next year the Florida division is like the NFL trading block right now we got um we got um D West with the ghosts, we got Codio with the orange. We got uh, Flacco with the orange. 
C4 with the orange. We got guys all over the place, but they come from my team. They come from the Tampa A team. So now that these guys have veterans that have been far in the league, they can kind of mentor other guys around. And that's okay. I'm okay with that because we have a new game plan. Like I said, we have a new coach. We've, we've, we accomplished everything we accomplished without a coach, without any, anybody telling us anything. It was just me and Terrell offense coach and defensive coach. And we got it done. We got our guys to, to, to the, where, what was it? Pennsylvania, New, Pennsylvania, New Jersey. We got our guys up there without a coach, anything. So now with the coach and we have organization and, and, and a, a coach that has foundation in the NF, A7FL, I think it's going to be us versus the Nightcrawlers in a championship game. And anybody that's not on that team, I'm sorry, you made a bad decision. Mm. There you go. What mm. what about what about you, Dom? What what are, what are your prospects for the O Town Orange going in? Because I was going to ask you guys about the Nightcrawlers next. So let's first hear about what you guys think your pro- the prospects for your uh, your your new team or or you know new old team because you're bringing them, bringing them back, right? Yeah, that's correct. Correct. Well, you know, first let me say, you know, you talk about the favorite. You know, the favorite ought to be the same team that just took it to one of the most watched games, and that's the Nightcrawlers. You know, you got to definitely say they're the favorite. But to be honest with you, it can be a toss-up. You know, like Devon was saying, it's like the trading deadline almost in a sense. We got guys going all over the place, from my understanding. So I just really feel like at this point, it's really up in the air, but you got to, you know, out of respect, give the favorites their due. But, um, you know, as far as with the orange, everything that I'm doing, I'm treating it like it's brand new from the ground up. Um, some some guys who played on other teams are going to be in, but also it's going to be a share of some new talent. So the main thing that I'm keeping is the organization and, and making sure that everybody is, you know, on the same page, you know, working hard and they're going to be ready for football. The biggest challenge that we're going to have, though, is this is not the same as you going out there you know, playing your regular football, you know, 11 on 11. So this is something that's going to be a different look for probably a little bit more than 50% of the team. So that's going to basically be the, the, the challenge is to make sure the understanding is there. Once you have that, we put the athletic ability to work and we're going to compete. So is it Guys, safe to say, what? Is it safe to say uh, Coach Donnie, Donnie, uh, Dominic, that uh, it's, how many games do you think it's going to take y'all to get ready? Because – it's it's only going to be during the season that you have to take these battle wounds. So you think y'all can finish 500 the first season or what do you think? 500 ain't even a goal. I mean, we want a, a winning record, period. It's just a matter of just making sure that if it doesn't take but maybe a couple of mistakes from learning to building up from a couple of losses and then learning and building up. So I'm willing to take the mistakes and we try to correct those on the field at the same time. But that's the reason why you still get guys that know the game. It's just that this is going to be a different look for them. It's the same thing when I converted and played arena football. And I was just thinking, okay, this is just a regular old, you know, press coverage off man. This is easy. But then you learn my footing is different now. I got to have different footwork. You know what I'm saying? I got to almost have a different kind of mindset coming in. It's a little faster. So all of those things are going to be a challenge, but we're going to learn off the mistakes. 
like, uh, for instance, the tight end, the tight end, uh, I know as a quarterback, if I tell my tight end to raise his hand, what that's going to do to your defense, if they're playing it correctly, versus to him not raising his hand, how, how my defense, how my offense could be ran. And that's my advantage because this is my third year playing quarterback. And I'm the only person in the Florida division that has been the same position of quarterback since the league has started. So I have my little perks too. And I mm-hmm. feel like yeah. those advantages will win a lot of games. It's, when it's, you guys, let, let me say this. It's the reason why ahead, you were in, it's the reason why y'all were in all those games. You were just speaking on earlier, how y'all was always in every game. Y'all pretty much had each game won. That's that's that one thing that we, we're not going to be able to come right off of. So that's why I say it's, it's going to be learning from the mistakes. You know, can you learn from the mistakes, especially if you're making them at a, at a position like quarterback, you know, where it can cost you? Learn from those mistakes so we can be competitive because we, we're looking at a winning season, not 500, not just trying it out. You know, we coming in there trying to get that same crown like everybody else. I want to meet you, Coach. I really want to shake your hand, man. I really feel good vibes off of you. I wanted to say it's commendable, like Coach, that you're. it's refreshing, honestly, to see that level of pragmatism heading into a season, especially from a team returning to the league, a pseudo-expansion team. I think that that level of humbleness and insight into how this game works is a huge advantage, guys. Yeah, yes. well... And speaking of humility and and doing the right things, you guys both mentioned uh, the Nightcrawlers, uh, and just just clarify for the rest of us because we we got to we got introduced to them really quickly um, when they broke the broadcast that me and Matt were doing when they played <laughs> the, uh, the, the the it was the the QC crush who got was, crushed. It was so quickly it was so quickly uh, broken that uh, nobody even remembers that. And then the Nightcrawlers rare breed game. But you guys, you guys were there in the regular season when we weren't necessarily seeing the tape. Um, that was a different team before Mark Bagway showed up, right? Yeah, we um the games, the games we played them last season. I go back to that. The games we played them last season, um, one game we were actually winning 30 to 18. <laughs> and at going into the half. And that's the game where we scored before the half, they ran the kickback, they got the ball back, they ran a kickback again, then they uh, turned over on downs, and they marked Bagley through a touchdown. And then from there, everything just, they just had the momentum and just kept rolling. And then the next game, it was 40 to 42, uh, and Mark Bagley was there when we went down, and I uh, I didn't get the two-point conversion, which would have took us into overtime. So we can compete. It's just that defense, if you can contain this man, and if you can contain him, can your cornerbacks hold his the speed of his receivers long enough? Well, and then on the defensive side, on the defensive side, they have a, a underrated linebacker who should be in the NFL, Henderson, uh, he makes plays and he's sneaky fast. He doesn't look fast, but he's no, that's fast. Not, that's not sneaky. We we've been talking about Deontay Henderson. <laughs> no, no he, he is sneaky fast. I didn't think he was that fast. That like, man's fast. Out. He didn't pop out initially, but the first play he made, I'm like, damn, he got there kind of quick. What's up yeah. with this guy? Was he already on the line? Like, 
I was making excuses until I seen him again, and I'm just like, oh shit, he's just yeah. that good. Oh, okay, I had to watch where he was at every play, and he always just destroyed everything. I, I've got a question for you guys, the the Florida guys. When you're coming up in middle school, you know, little peewee football, all the way up into high school and college, where's the coaching emphasis? Is it offense? Is it defense? Is it the skill positions? Because I think, and Rob and Corey, you guys can attest to this because you were there, but I think the systems in New Jersey and in Maryland and in Florida, all these different places where a lot of these players grew up in those systems, completely have different focuses and completely different skill sets that it creates this weird imbalance when you start cross-pollinating interdivision games. For sure it does. You're right. You're right about that, Matt. Um, as far as where it's, it's hard to kind of put a stamp on New Jersey right now, but I think New Jersey is the game of the quarterback and what he can do for you before a few seasons ago was a running backs game. But now, New Jersey has a very big emphasis on the quarterback. Maryland, who was heavier running back, has developed into a quarterback league, too, where we're, we're mostly talking about Buck and, and who the Gators don't have at QB versus who's there and actually trying to make plays. Um, um, Florida, I mean, we are talking about Bagway almost every other episode. So, I mean, you, maybe you guys can tell me otherwise if, if that's a different style of play for you out there like what's the emphasis in florida like what's the style of play um well the 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 style of play really is is quick um we tried to be traditional to take advantage of what we had um which was running the ball controlling the clock and then play action if the pass isn't open i would run which was a a triple threat but uh, a lot of teams caught on to that and started piling the box. And with no chemistry with receivers, it was hard to do things on the fly. So it just turned to chaos. Um, I can't really speak on the, the upbringing of Florida because I, I wasn't raised in Florida, but for being from being here, it seems like a, a lot of emphasis is on specialty like receiving and and speed at quarterback not necessarily a pocket passer but what else can you do at quarterback you got to get saucy or ain't nobody really looking at you you know what i'm saying so um it, yeah there's a lot there's a lot more anthony richardson quarterbacks than the will livis guy from kentucky i would say right yeah it, it's like uh i, I don't i don't me getting me getting older, uh, playing quarterback, it's kind of tricky because I'm 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 kind of still in good shape, but I also got the wisdom to know how to finesse the game too. But so, yeah, I'm fast. I can throw a little bit, but how smart is your defense? I'm gonna use my players versus to my, you know, I'm going to use my players to, to get it done. That's why we had success with the running because I took advantage of that. Here's a question I have. How many quarterbacks in the Florida division or just overall in the league for their first few seasons are doing their worst impression of Michael Vick in Madden 04? 
where they're trying to put the team on their back, go into God mode, do everything. But if you don't have the right tools there, you know, if it's just algae crumpler and a bunch of dudes, <laughs> is right. it going to pan out for you? And then the more they play in the league, the more they're able to understand the timing, the rhythm, the pacing, and become a fully formed quarterback. Because to be honest, that's what we saw from Sterry Codrington in 2021. Yeah. Um, I would say because I don't know what the orange has and because I know what the ghost has with who was Joey, uh, Joey Bate, um, who was a linebacker running back now quarterback. Um, I would say Mark, Mark Bagway would be the standard of what everybody is trying to accomplish in the Florida league. Um, you really don't have a pocket passer who's going to do well. Um, so Unless you can do that, you're going to get overlooked. Do you think, both of you guys, do you think that Mark Bagway and the Nightcrawlers as a unit are going to do the things that Devon was talking about he was doing, which is, you know, start, you know, taking this thing serious enough so that when they're in the same situation against the rare breed that they, they pull that one out? Do you guys think that those guys are those types of guys, or are are you are you pretty convinced that that's one of the reasons why both of you feel you guys can compete for the division next year? Well, I'm gonna be 100% honest. That's the advantage that anybody else other than the Nightcrawlers are gonna have because they get so many opportunities. Well, I can speak for it. Mark Bagway gets so many opportunities to. Want to bring the A7FL to your town? Well, you're in luck. Between now and October 1st, we are still taking applications to buy a division in the American Sevens Football League. Join Columbus for our 2023 season now. For more information on it, go to a7fl.com slash owners. That's a7fl.com slash owners. Get your piece of the future of football and bring us to your town. there it's matt ryan are you enjoying this a7fl podcast well i'm glad you are because that means you can give us money that's right you can buy our merch right now at tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch that's tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch up there right now we have some thick boy season merchandise we've got some hus hus shirts and also we've got some Corey hammond related merchandise coming soon a Corey hammond Corey hammond's t-shirt hoodie and a whole lot more you can get all of them right now sent to you nice comfy and cozy at tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch and also you can find it in the show notes now back to that podcast you like to win money playing football that this is just something else to him where you have other guys that this is like their all-time peak they're trying to get it so He's not going to really take it as serious unless it's some big money that's more than, you know, what he's normally getting paid to play. Um, and that's our advantage unless he see the money. And I'm, a, I'm good with that. Wait, I'll, wait, take wait, wait. It, I'll take can it serious. We, can we get something very clear? Because you said you just said something. I, I can't. I don't think we could just brush past it. Oh, can you, are you going to go on record saying that Mark Bagway didn't take last season serious? As far as uh, as far as if no money was involved, 
it wouldn't be the same. You're telling me we see a different Mark Bagway if the bag was bigger. Hell yeah, you'll see a different Bagway if the bag was bigger. He would have won the whole thing. Holy shit. Wow. Wow. That's but not if that was your if that was your teammate, how pissed off would you be about that? Not only not only would he have won the more won the whole thing, more players would have played that are better than the guys that would have played that played. Like he has a whole line of people that he could get to play with him if the bag was bigger. So Mark Bagway is just chilling and took took and took the number three or fourteen to the end of the game and lost because they danced at the end. Wow. Now, is that something that we That's should be true, impressed bro. with or upset with? No, listen, I, I know, know. Corey, I know you'll be a little upset at that. No, I, me, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, I don't even well, know if me, I'm upset with that. I, yeah, I'm not upset. I'm probably more so that's a little frightening because if he wasn't, if everything I saw from him was him just playing around, if he didn't, I, I said it last week, I think. I said, yo, call your friends up. I mean, these, these players that are good, Good players always have three or four other guys they know for a fact that are almost just as good as them in a different position. Call your friends up and come win this league, right? If Mark Bagway, you're telling me if Mark Bagway actually does that, what we saw from him is let's is, say, let's say, figuratively speaking, if the uh, bag was a half a mil, y'all would have no chance of beating this man and the players. Yeah, but if the bag was a half, if the bag was a half a mil, <laughs> we'd also have a team with. Not Lenny Manziel, but Johnny Manziel at quarterback, Terrell Owens and Chad Oto Cinco at wide receiver. I mean, uh, yeah, just to be fair, but Mark, Mark Bagway is Mark Bagway. I'm, I mean, we're not talking about former NFL guys here. We're talking I'm just about saying, keeping it in the context of yeah. who we can normally get to play. Because we're, we're, I, I, I can't sit here and say that we've seen Florida's best. I know that's no, you, fact. I, because I know you game, have not seen Florida's best. That's, not even that's a been bit. my argument this whole time. Is, is that right, not we, even a little bit. And that's why I say Florida's scary. Because right now, if I'm if I'm clear, you said only only two parts of Florida involved the Tampa and Orlando, right? That's it. And there's a whole a whole family of, of people that don't want to play in this league because well, of what it is. Yes, trust me. We've been there. We've been through that. Sometimes you just got to get them out there. And that's what the fall brawl thing was about. Um, what happens when Miami shows up? <laughs> He's a part of that train. You see what I'm saying? That that's when to me it gets. I'm like my countdown. I'm telling you, it, it might be, it might be Florida's. It's it might be. It, it's almost Florida's time again. At a What's minimum two seasons, two seasons at the max three. And we, if this is the conversation we're having now, I think I just think it's scary. Let me just say this. If I'm playing a Florida team, Devon, or Dominic, I know I know you've been a lot more polite than I ever am on a podcast, so I appreciate that. But you could you could step in a little bit more. But if, if I'm ever playing a Florida team and you know that there's a Deontay Henderson type of guy that will ruin my life, just just shoot me a text pregame and be like, yeah, number six is that guy. Maybe slide. <laughs> and I'll just make sure to make a mental note of that because as we're talking about, you know, the bag, the bag, I think, is getting bigger, guys. And and it's more than just the bag because we talked about it earlier. Um, this league is starting to get looks from the, the leagues where maybe Mark Bagway might be, you know, angling to potentially get to. 
Um, but keeping it a seven. It is, is this still, is this still Mark Bagway and the Nightcrawlers division then? Because regardless of how hard he's trying, the guy easily is in the top, you know, conversation of best guys in the league, best quarterbacks. Um, reminder, Matt and Rob, he's on my fantasy team, the Corey Hammond, Corey Hammonds, let's go. And okay. we're, if this is fantasy, then that solid gold vote that I have, I'll just cash that in and let him play, you know, full go. And then Rob, your team has no chance even with Verardi and his, his 17 brothers. I'll give you a situation. Let's say it's a flag tournament week one in the, in the, in the, Cash prize is twenty thousand. He's not showing up to play with the Nightcrawlers, so that's a loss. If that happens enough during the season, I don't know if they make the playoffs, or you know if if that affects that team. But gotcha. if it, you know you, what I'm you're saying, taking, taking your your person's putting you in position to put up points, you taking that off. Yeah, I would say definitely probably not the playoffs. That's me speaking from the orange. No so, playoffs. It's and now is that he takes it. It's not it's it's on what nightcrawler team you're gonna play. Like, is that maybe why we saw in, in the games he like pulls up and maybe like Rob was saying last week when we were talking to Buck and I was harassing him, um that uh Bagway could have maybe even made the tackle on that pack money touchdown. Is are you is that maybe why he's not you know, he's not even fully a hundred percent committed to the nightcrawlers? I don't want to trash this guy. I, I don't know. I can't speak on that. I can't speak on that. I just, I just, you know, I don't. Because the thing is, is you're, everybody talks about these flag tournaments, and it is nice, but we do play A7FL full contact tackle football, and there's a lot of guys that are very good at football that choose not to play our game, or like in the Vegas division, um, the pit bosses had a division one quarterback they kept talking about, but he got injured in the first game and won't return his coach's calls back. So that happens a lot more than you might assume. And Devon and Dominic, you guys have only been in, in the, in this form of football for a couple of years, but um, Rob and I have been around for a long time, basically a little bit more than a decade. And we've seen the best quarterbacks that you could ever see throw basically just say, nah, I'm good and just not show up because this is a different type of league. It takes a different different type of person and, and player and personality. Mm-hmm. Um, what what are what are you guys looking forward to proving as as both your you know players and, and teams in your division next year? And is that kind of the point of F- emphasis for the Orange and the A team competing with the Nightcrawlers? Um well, I'll let, I'll let Coach Lane go speak first. Well, you know, since we're pretty much coming back off a layoff, you know, the biggest thing is win percentage. You know, we want to make sure that we put some wins on the board. We don't want to just be average and, you know, or just be a team that you just come beat up on if you want to get your stats up. I mean, that's really the, the goal as far as on my end is to uh, get that win percentage up and then get into your next fight and see what happens from there. Yeah, one percentage is important, and uh, also chemistry. And then, uh, so when I, whenever, whenever a quarterback has chemistry with his receivers, it's just something special. And last year I liked that, but this year I'm getting one of my receivers back that I had my first year, Jorge. He was a deep threat, and 
I'm getting two pro style receivers also, and they're taking this thing serious. So going into the season, I see 18 as a top competitor. Um, I don't know what everybody else is thinking, but whoever else is going to be up there with us, I wish them the best, but we're going to be ready. So that's a big proclamation, and it, it leads into my next question. When you look at the season next year, and let's just say hypothetically, the majority of your schedule is playing the other three Florida teams twice, and you had the opportunity to either play the one of the Ohio divisions or D.C. and Maryland as your out-of-conference opponents. Yeah, they're saying we're not doing in in in-season travel. So we're going to play everybody twice. Yeah, So and I think there's going to potentially, and this is not official, some potential for crossover games. Okay. My question is, do you guys feel that the adjustment to playing in division will better prepare you for what you're going to see ahead or allow you to prepare for different offenses and defenses get into a cadence? And which division would you rather play in those two out-of-conference games? Go ahead, Coach Lane. I would definitely say that the biggest thing that's going to keep us ahead as far as, you know, looking outside of the Florida division, building that that team chemistry, I feel like in, in the A7, having the athletes and the talent, you, you can grab that no problem and still come down with a lot of losses. So I feel like, you know, Devon said chemistry, that was a point, that was something he didn't have with the receivers. When you play in a quick game, you need to know exactly what your receiver is going to do. Is it a combo route? Is he going to read that safety and drop down into that too? It's just something that you want to be able to have. And, and the more that that's built up, it doesn't matter the play style in any other division because what we're doing in Florida is going to be hard enough against each other to where we'll be prepared for, you know, whatever we see, you know, whether it come out of, you know, D.C. or whether it come out of Jersey, it doesn't matter. You know, we're at that point where we're going head up with all of this talent. So we're only going to get stronger. All right. Uh, for the A team, it was a bit different because we were a, a, a run heavy team. So we were the we was the Florida divisions look into a run heavy, you know, a run heavy offense. And in in retrospect to that, we didn't have another team that was a running team to face until we played Covington, where the score was seven to six. And when we played a running team, it really, it really woke our defense up to like, hey, you boys got to go out there and hit some. You can't just, you know, throw your body. You got to lay them out or they're going to keep running through you. And Ohio boys was thick. So that was a wake up and the score was low, seven to six. But when we play these Florida teams, it's 27 to 26 and 40 to 42 because it was a speed game and our running was an advantage to it. But, you know, so um, I would say playing just the Florida teams was a dis was kind of a disadvantage when you go outside of the division, because like when we played the U that first season, that was like we were playing refrigerators, just pushing refrigerators around. And it was like, man, we was, we was, it was just overwhelming of a team to face with the Rob, guys. That were we you, had. Rob, so, were you one of those refrigerators? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. 
Um, I'm not. I don't mean to be mean. Not saying it's in an okay. spirit, but that was one of the games I decided not to show up for because my team guaranteed me that they were quote unquote gonna whoop that ass, and I just said, you know what, I'll just stay home. You know, I was ready. I was ready to retire. Hold up now, hold up now. When that when we had that first drive, when we had that first drive and went down to the five yard line. I know y'all was like, oh, shit. What's about no, to happen? What he said? No, no, all right. Look at it. Look at it like, look at it like this. Like, we, we've we done this comparison before. Look at it like a boxing match, right? You, you start the match. Okay, and, you know, okay. you my man's jab. You, you, you know what I'm saying? You're looking at the movement, head movement, seeing if he moves his feet, all that. Then when you line him up, by, you know, by round nine and ten, it looked good in the first round, but we were stopping each other up. All right, listen. All right, listen, Rob. We already talked about it. We already talked about it. it sounds like Florida's like on the move. It's not Pokemon Day or worse. But, no, but in not. honor Florida's on the move. Florida's on the in, move. In honor of Coach Coach Donnie, because I, I think honestly we've 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 taken it the wrong way. Coach Donnie wouldn't really want us being all buddy buddy and nice. Let's let's bring a little bit more heat in there. And let's also bring in Vegas. So Guys from Florida, when we did our top 10, one of the conversations we were having, because what, it's easy to do the, the division winners and separate those guys and put those in a hierarchy. It was a little bit tougher once we got to the second place teams in each division. Obviously, the New Jersey one didn't count because, you know, the U was in the championship game, has head-to-head wins against other champions, you know, uh, division champions. So that was obvious. The, the New Jersey second was the top one. Then what we did is we said the Gators with CP3, a championship winning quarterback at quarterback, you know, showing that they had the defense that they actually gave BIC a little bit of a problem at times. Um, you know, we had them slotted in at, at, at four, I believe guys, right. Or no five, because the night crawlers were three rare breed Maryland champs four Gators, Baltimore Gators, five, we had the Vegas four six and the Orlando Ghosts, which were your guys' number two seed. We had them at seven. The Vegas guys gave us a lot of flack because they felt that the force were too low. And then after that, we were talking about maybe having, you know, an Aces team from the the California out there. We were talking about Ohio teams. Then we were talking about other teams and I won't mention the the team that they mentioned that I keep getting flack for like I mentioned my own team and I didn't I was the moderator everybody listened more closely everybody's ready to jump on and hate me and listen to last week's episode I give you plenty of reason there no no sweetie you give us a week every reason to hate you I'll try love you nonetheless yeah I I, I'll (laughs) but my point guys from Florida is the the force were put at six now, Rob, Rob might know where I'm going with this because I think he's on the same page as me and he's always ready to throw some shade uh, a couple time zones to our left. Um, if the Ghosts were that competitive with a Florida team in the Tampa Bay Nightcrawlers that we have high expectations for, proved that they were really good and we ranked third, Devon, your your A team was two points 
away from tying and, and maybe beating that team. What do you think the Florida division would do against some of the teams out West that you might've been, uh, you know, seen out there. And, and for instance, specifically the force themselves who were, who we all saw play the snow tribe and then BIC in the playoffs. How do you guys think the ghosts, the A team and the orange would fare out in the Vegas and California divisions because they think that the 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 LA Aces would have destroyed the Orlando Ghosts, who we put at seven. What do you guys say? Which 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 year are you talking? Are you talking this upcoming year, last year, upcoming year, upcoming this, year, this upcoming year? <clears throat> See. I don't. I don't really like. I said I don't really know what the orange has over there, but they sound like, from the coach point of view, it sounds like he's gonna have those guys ready to compete. Um, it's it the the breaking point is gonna be their skill set. So, I can't tell you what that is. Um, from knowing what my running back is taking to the ghost, uh, D West, um, that's gonna put a relief on Joey for making throwing mistakes. So I feel like they can win a lot of games with clock management. But as far as, as soon as he starts to throw the ball and get away from the run, they're in trouble. So it's going to boil down to the shape of the quarter, the shape of the running back. And from my point of view, he don't take this too serious. Um, well, what about you guys, uh, Devon? Not necessarily like in general, but I'm saying in general, what are you guys looking like against Vegas? You know what I mean? Their main issue, you know, and and to keep this, uh, you know, in memory of of Coach Bunak, but their issue was that the force, their best team, wasn't rated high enough. And they thought that their second place team in their division should be rated higher than the Ghosts. What do you think the the competition level is in your guys' two divisions when you guys put them head to head? I mean, head to head, we got the athletes in Florida. We got better athletes in Florida. You know, I just go ahead and put it out there. You know, and they say that they put it together better, and that's why they're recruiting your guys and 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 some of your some of the guys from your division. You know, for instance, Rashad Davis and Mark Cooper. They were saying that you know some of the things that they love about the Vegas side is the the camaraderie the togetherness the the organization and they felt like uh the the florida ball was a little bit like disjointed at times and i'm i'm paraphrasing so i'm not you know perfectly pulling from what they said but in general i'm i'm pretty close to what the the message was but but what do you guys think what do you guys think it, 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 do you guys think just head to head right now florida routes vegas just point blank period uh, yeah, I played in both. I played in both. I played in Las Vegas uh, for seven years, and I've been in Florida for four years. Um, <clears throat> Las Vegas plays Las Vegas. And once they got out of the division, <clears throat> we all saw what happened. Uh, they they got embarrassed by, I think it was BIC. Who did they play on TV and didn't score a point? Yep. Uh, yeah, so... Um, yeah, they look good playing each other, but once they got out of the division, they look like shit. And uh, once Florida got out of the division, um, it came down to 
the clock management or how serious the, the team was. Um, so I would say the Florida yeah. division is going to be a better, would be a better division than the Vegas. Like Rob said, I give them another year or two before they can really compete with not only their athleticism, but the, the rules and how to manipulate the game to their advantage. Um, so for that, from that point of view, I would say Florida would have the edge. Well, one of the things you said you're bringing to the A-team is something that they believe heavily out there is the coaching and the structure in the organization. And you said it multiple times, Devon, when you, when you and your team in 2021 came up to New Jersey, you guys got a, a very similar welcome by uh, the U that Vegas got from BIC. Now, do you think, be, you know, and then obviously we talked about how in year two. The situation was different. The situation was different. Oh, totally. But do you think that the do you think that the Vegas can make? Could should we expect them to make a similar jump like Florida did from year one to year two? And if not, why why was was Florida able to make that jump? I, I would say no because of what they went after to lead their their team as far as quarterback. If we're talking about the insomniacs, no, not specifically insomniacs, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to throw the, them under the. You know, I didn't want to turn this into a negative insomniacs talk because you know, again, we are. You know, unfortunately, and, and it's just more of an avatar for another team from another division. I don't really know any players other than running backs from Vegas. Gotcha. So the running backs are the ones that stick out, but. The first year it was the guy from the Aces. The second year it was the guy from the Forces. But it's never been a quarterback. And like you said, like it's a quarterback league. So until they get a quarterback that's top notch, like we have in Vegas, and then with me coming up behind that, uh, because I don't have the 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 the, the player chain that he has, um, is it's going to be tough to beat Florida unless you have you know. The, the knowledge of the game and that's where you guys come in up there you, you guys just are veterans to the game until we just uh get it click it in and then exactly it in. well i'm exactly. a veteran of the game and for sure look at my hair it's very gray but i'm also not as good as the guys on bic who are younger than me played less years in the game and the guys on the u that are that are both older and younger than me and it does, you know, sometimes the experience is the key to organizing it and getting in the right direction. But a lot of the stuff that we're seeing in, in all of these divisions is the talent. So what I want to know are who are some of the guys that we aren't talking about in the Florida division? And and Devon, we actually do talk about you a little bit here and there. Um, we're usually just really just hammering Mark Bagway, Deontay Henderson. Who oh, else should we be aware of? Uh, that's that was a bad one. Uh, that was the pausiest pause. <laughs> I usually I usually get upset when you pause me, but that one was really bad. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. <laughs> so uh, I guess we have we have veterans, man. We have uh, Daniel Wynn, who's who's been a part of a championship team, uh, the the original Tampa A team, uh, also Jorge who was a receiver for the original Tampa A team. We have those guys um, that are never spoken about 
um, Daniel actually owns a gym, so he's been doing work nonstop. He, he actually told me he's two, 240 bones and muscles, so we're ready to see what he has coming out. Um, as far as the other teams, I know uh, the Ghost has uh, a nice receiver. I forget his name. He, he's he's really good. He's, he blocks well, and he's very quick, um, along with D. West, who also went over there, and uh, Marquise who was a key receiver for me last season. Uh, he also went to the Ghost, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, the the Orange didn't get anything good from us. But uh, that's the that's just the most of I know um, that's coming out of the league from players that aren't spoken about. Dom, Dom, you guys, you got any players to watch on your radar uh, for the O-Town Orange? Not as specifically um, just yet. Uh, I mean, I do have a, a young quarterback I really want to work with and, and really, you know, see what he has, see what kind of things that I can build off with him, make the game plan around him. And, you know, for the most part, that's that's about it. I'm still a little early right now in the building stages, but we're going to come back to that, to that question definitely in the future because I got something. I know I will. Um, you, guys, you guys were being very nice when it came to the – Vegas versus Florida stuff. Um, I'm not Rob, Rob's gonna take that. over now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm not usually into all that niceness. So here's, no. here's some, you know, yeah, it's a cold hard truth, right? If we're doing a battle of the champions, right? I know Vegas doesn't want to hear hear this, but the force, in my opinion, is comparable to New Jersey Renegades, who are probably the fifth or sixth best team in New Jersey. I truly don't think anyone or any team in Vegas can compete with the top three in Florida. Oh, and, definitely. And I, stand, and I will stand on that. I think they, I think Vegas gets smoked. I don't think Vegas is – that's why it was so hard. It was so difficult for me to even let these guys – you know, I got outvoted, of course, but they put the force at six on the AP poll which to me was ridiculous because, like, the Force weren't really that amazing to watch. Like, they weren't that great. And they're going to – this is all bulletin board material for them. So, you know, have at it, guys. But you got to show me something. But the Force weren't really that great. We saw them twice, and I only know, like, two, three players. We saw the Nightcrawlers one time. We saw the A-Team one time. We have – there's names. There's guys that popped out on the screen immediately – that a guy like me who's seen this league, I've seen fast guys, I've seen strong guys, I've seen pocket quarterbacks, I've seen quarterbacks that can run you right over. You, you know what I'm saying? I've seen a lot of these guys. So for me to remember a guy like Deontay Henderson, who I watched one time, mm-hmm. it's kind of telling to what's really going on in Florida. If, if that's if, if everybody wasn't taking it serious, but Florida produced the night crawlers and sent them out here to lose but have a great showing. And you're telling, and Devin is telling us he was losing to these teams by t- by two points, a touchdown. Right, telling right. That like all this focus on you know Vegas versus everybody. I don't think Vegas is going to make it past Florida before they uh, even have to worry about a New Jersey or a Baltimore. I I think Vegas is going to get. I think Vegas is doing a lot of the talking, but in reality. Florida is where it's at. That's where the third best groups of teams are going to come from. Well, you know what's awesome, Rob, is we can kind of almost test this out. And and I would invite 
everyone in Florida and Vegas to be loud and try to make this happen if we can get a head-to-head matchup. But even if we don't get the head-to-head matchup, Devon and, and, and Dom, do you guys know Rashad and Mark that are, that are going to be playing in that division? I know Rashad personally, and I know Mark personally. What do you, Devon? What do you think those guys are going to do in that division? How do you think that they're going to they're going to compete there? Are you, what do you think their skill set translates against those teams? Are we getting nasty? Look, <laughs> <laughs> when he took that pause, I already knew what time it was. <laughs> All right, so check it. Well, for the guys like me who don't know exactly what time it is yet, and we have to check our watch when you say a phrase like that, what time is it? Shit. All right, so we're going to start with the quarterback, Rashad. Um, I, I had a lot of hope, a lot of faith in Rashad because of what he was telling me, and he had just enough speed to believe the bullshit, you know? So when when he told me, hey, I vouch for this guy, hey, I vouch for this guy, and we went up to play the U with those guys, and those guys didn't produce, and then you get snatched out your underwear on live TV with no <laughs> production, what you're supposed to be doing, you didn't do any of that. I mean, now you're the forefront quarterback that's going to change a franchise? No, I would go through Mark's knowledge of the game, but he's not a quarterback. He's a skill set player. So if I was, I would go through Mark. Mark would have the best chance to succeed as a going, if you want to go through a player from those two being chosen to go up there. Well, I just feel like Rashad is going to battle anybody that has a different opinion than what he has. And that could, crush your team and it almost crushed our team but we kicked him out it will crush your team every time i don't care who you are it will slowly crush your team but no, i agree with you though i feel like you know with the most tools i would definitely go with mark because you know you you look at rashad you know he's an athlete you know he got that speed but like you said you gotta have a little bit more man put some more into it like what like what other wrinkles you got because we're gonna get speed so you're not going to really give me something special when you go out there that I didn't see already. Right. Can, can can you guys confirm, is is it true that Rashad Davis is the all-time A7FL leader in touchdowns in a game, uh, rushing rushing touchdowns in a season and return touchdowns in a season? Are Fuck those no. confirmed? Are those confirmed no. Self-proclaimed. What's How the- many touchdowns do you think he had in one season? One what is season? the record? What is the record that I'm not aware of? I didn't know it was a record, but he had five returning touchdowns uh, in one season. I think it was seven. He had two in one game or three in one game. But um, he had two rushing touchdowns, but he never led our team in touchdowns. He was on on the A team, right? Yeah, he was on the A team. He never led the team in touchdowns. He led the team in returns, but never led the team in touchdowns. And you're a running quarterback, and and you're obviously. Uh, I think I think if we could play at the same time, I think we'd be the un- most unstoppable quarterback of all time. But that's not possible. 
wait, wait, wait. Say that one more time just so the listeners can hear <laughs> this, this stuff that you be saying. Say it one more time. So, Devon, there's a voice coming in my head, and I'm, I'm crazy, so it's probably just in mine. No one can else can hear it. So back to my question. I can't say that again, Rob. It, it sounded weird enough the first time. Oh, okay. I, I know what happens. I, I just can't control it. Um, so, Devon, who had more rushing touchdowns, you or Rashad Davis? Rushing touchdowns, me. And my, so you're the, the first... all-time you. So so then that would make you the all-time rushing touchdowns leader in A7 of history. Congratulations! No, Is this no, the first no, you're no. It? I'm not saying that. What I'm God, saying, for me to scroll in, please don't take yeah, anything. I know, I know he is. I know he is. <laughs> what I'm saying is, in 2021, our inaugural year, I was the leading quarterback. I was leading touchdowns and running quarterback in the division. I don't know. I, I doubt anyone had more rushing touchdowns than me other than my running back. And that was D West. So wait, we're giving another record out live on air again. Not a record. West, said congratulations. You're an no record. No record. <laughs> I, I, I beat, I beat that joke to death. Now I think we can move on. Corey is terrible. My, my wife said, Oh my God, it's painful. Um, I'm recovering great from last week's show, by the way. So, <laughs> so I think we've spilled a decent amount of tea. Let's hear from you guys. What what is what is your favorite thing about playing in this league, and and what do you look forward for uh, in next season, 2023? Go ahead, coach. On me. Um, man, I'll say the favorite thing about this league, man, is just the action, the action and the speed of the game. You know, that's that's what stands out. That's what's going to bring us to bigger platforms in a lot of these other leagues. And, you know, we're going to be on their level soon. But, um, you know, just as I said, man, I'm just looking forward to being in that win column and, and building my team up, you know, making sure that we go from, you know, coming in fresh after the layoff to making a name for ourselves and have some respect. So, you know, when, when other quarterbacks and other teams, when they talk, they bring us up. You know, you want to get that respect in the A7FL. So this is how you do it. So that's, that's what I'm looking forward to in 23. Uh, what was it? Can you repeat the question? The problem is if, if I talk again, it might it might go on for another 20 minutes. I don't know how much time you guys got. Um, what do you guys – what? Devon, what do you what do you love most about the league, and what are you looking forward to next year? Oh, what I love most about the league is that I'm uh, still fortunate enough fortunate enough to talk shit and still pr prove it. You know, it, it gives you a platform to show what you can do, and Amen. it also gives you the freedom to speak your mind without any fines or penalties. Uh, coming up this season, like I said, it's to prove it. I got a lot of guys saying I can't quarterback and I'm trash and I'm garbage, but these stats speak for themselves. My accolades, you can't take that from me. I already been that. So what I'm doing is trying to be that again in better shape. So for this season, I see promise. That's a great answer. Yeah, I, I earlier in this podcast run that we've had, Devon, I, I proclaimed the new favorite quarterback rock briscoe from the force because let me be clear he's older than even me 
So every time he he gets another, every time he gets another season in the league, that means that I'm just the spring chicken. But I'm gonna have to get a Devon uh, Gray jersey as well, man, because you've been spitting facts all day. Thanks for coming on, Donnie. I mean, Dom uh, Dom Lane back here is is quietly talking about you know complex routes and coverages, and he's trying to hide because he doesn't know. You know, he's got to test out his quarterback if he's going to be reading those complex coverages and see if he can get the wide receivers out. But, hey, man, I could already sense that you got some football knowledge to you, so thanks for coming on. But I'm going to hit you both with the hardest-hitting question that I hit every guest with, except for Buck, because I really was wondering why the best quarterback in the A7FL took himself out. Oh, my God. <laughs> Please don't ask him this question. Oh Lord. <laughs> it, 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 it's with the most terrible context. All right, how about this? How about we rephrase the question? Tinyurl.com backslash A7FL. Okay, there we you go. Knew the Good question. Question. You Good knew question. the question, Rob. I did. I'm sure. Tinyurl.com backslash A7FL. This is the part, the only part of the show that Rob is literally undefeated in. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, Devon, we talked about your journey from, you know, and, and, you know, making the right life choices, maybe making a couple of maybe eating choices, not the perfect ones. Um, so you, we might know which your, your shirt you're going for. But, Dom, I'm going to start with you. Okay. Thick boy season merch shirt, Hus Hus, or the Corey Hammond I'll Try? Which okay. one are you going for on tinyurl.com, A7FL merch? Which T-shirt are you rocking Sundays next spring? I'm, I'm rocking with that, that, that Hus, Hus. I'm rocking with mm. that. Yes, in Florida, look, let, me, let me tell you something. In Florida, man, we about releases. This this is why I receive a heaven. So it's all about having that, that Hus, that giving <laughs> in and taking one. So. Well, we might we might end Coates. up calling a couple of Florida games this season if things go well. So we're, we're excited to see some hus hussing on the field from the the four teams coming out of the uh, Sunshine State next season. Guys, put it on the table right now. Who are the one team in the A7FL you want to see facing you in the Final Four and in the championship? Call them you, out right now. Call them out. Who who do you who do you want to face, and who do you think you'd have the best shot against? And and don't you know, go go for an easy answer. Give us the the team that you would definitely be salivating at as an elite team in this league to play against. Who who's the team that you would respect, and who's the team that you would absolutely one hundred percent disrespect the entire game. <laughs> Go ahead, coach. I'm gonna let you go ahead. <laughs> hey, you know what? I would, you know, if we definitely get to that point, I would want it to be the the, the Kings, the top dogs. I'd rather see BIC in there. I'd rather have that that Florida New Jersey battle. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather do it that way. And uh that would be like to me the 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 big matchup. See definitely I want it to be my squad, but any squad in Florida to see that, I mean, that's gonna already be something that people are gonna wanna watch naturally but you know a team that I would probably disrespect the most man would would be uh 
You know what? What's the what's the name of the team, Devon, that Joey Bader's on? What team is he on? The Ghost. Them. Them. Damn. Respect all game long. That's what I would take just because of all the talking that's been coming from over there. You know, y'all wanted a little bit of juice. Y'all getting it right now. What? Give, give us elaborate. Give us a little bit more elaborate. What 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 kind of things See, are they saying? I'm coming in. Let, let me tell you, I'm coming in, <laughs> you know, always about respect because I'm the new guy coming in. So, you know, I'm going to let you have your moment, but it's your moment because you done earned it. So I just been getting everything thrown at the fact that we're coming back as if somebody know me from somewhere as if they know the entire roster of this team, as if they've even seen us get out there and line up and do a snap. Like, I've been getting talked as if we already done went 0-10, 0-15, 0-15, and everything. So that heat is coming from them. So that game right there, you know, we're going we gonna to see about that one. It's circled. I hope they don't need that win. It's circled. And then, and then just to be clear, it's got to be circled in orange ink, right? I'm sorry. I'm a dad. That's a definite dad joke. <laughs> I'm a dad too. Circle it in red ink. That means you're in trouble. There you uh, go. All right, Devon. You 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 delay you delayed just long enough. Who are you playing out of full respect, and who are you disrespecting from quarter one to zero 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 at the end of the fourth? Well, with me as a competitor, I would want this year's team to go back and face that you just out of respect and give us a fair chance at a game. Uh, I think this team would compete with that team uh, respectfully. To dog with my nuts in their mouth, the ghosts, I want them. They're going to finish fourth in this division. And I'm glad those guys left our team to go over there because I want them to fill us when we in the championship game versus either the Nightcrawlers or the Orange. But they won't be there. No, they won't be, according to this podcast. Let's go. I I feel I feel like the tea is scalding, gentlemen, and I feel like this is a great way to wrap up this episode of the three on one podcast. Excited to see if the CVS receipts we talked about last week on the show will uh, pan out or uh, for both of these teams or we'll be seeing a refund come this July for the A7FL championship. A lot of stuff happening, guys. We hope to have you on before the season starts and during the season. It's going to be an interesting podcast week to week during the regular season and can't wait to see what comes out of it. Thank you so much, Coach Dom and Devin Gray of the O-Town Orange and Tampa A team, respect respectively. And uh, Corey Robb, another great episode of the podcast week after week. We're finding some of the most interesting things and giving you guys on the other side of this a look at how this league runs. And also, we know a lot of players listen. So you're welcome for the intel. And when you guys win the chip, we expect rings. Yes, sir. Whatever the league provides for you. No, I, I, I'm working on my own. You know ring. how that go. I, I ain't taking nobody else's ring. I won't take no charity. I'll work on my own. You already know. <laughs> appreciate you guys, man. Hey, thank y'all for having me too. I appreciate y'all, man. Much respect. Thank you yes, so much. I appreciate appreciate the platform, guys. Well, Looking we appreciate you guys making the most of it. Thank. And folks in the in the section below, we'll have some information about Coach Donnie and how you can help raise money uh, to have his going home 
and final expenses handled to help support his family. We know that the family over in A7FL Nevada doing a great job of raising awareness about that, but we're lighting it up on our end. And also, you can check in the link in the description, tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch to get some of those aforementioned t-shirts. Also, some cool stuff in there. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to the three-on-one podcast. And for Big Pachata Rob, Fabian, and Corey, that's my quarterback, Hammond. I'm Matt Ryan. This has been the A7FL three-on-one podcast. And as always, don't be an asshole. I'll try.